Welcome back to another episode of the Everyday Growth Podcast. I am your host, Anthony J. Here we search out for individuals who have had growth in one way, shape, or form during their lifetime. Community, welcome back. If you are new and this is the first episode you are listening to, to the Everyday Growth Podcast, welcome. Welcome to the most amazing, loving, caring community that the world has ever seen. So far, we are spanned across 13, 12 to 13 different countries, and you are in the right place for your one-stop shop at all things fitness, nutrition, and mindset related. Community, I'm so happy to be here today, and I'm so happy to introduce my next guest to the podcast. And yes, I know it's been a while since I had a guest on, but what a way to come back with the gusto. And let me tell you what, this woman is so amazing, and I couldn't even believe that she reached out to me and began to comment and like and follow my Instagram. And I thought it was I thought it was fake at first. I told her on the podcast, you'll hear, I told her I thought it was like a bot, you know, because a lot of elite level athletes have people that run their Instagram game or um, they have bots that go around and just follow a bunch of people that are in the fitness, nutrition, and mindset space. And so I investigated a little bit further and sure as shit, it was her. So <laughs> her name is Danae Brown. She is a former professional CrossFit athlete. She's gone to the regionals multiple times. She's gone to the games multiple times. And I am the biggest fanboy of this woman. Why? Because I, when I was in CrossFit, I knew all about Danae Brown and all the women from Australia and all the men from Australia that were in the Pacific region at that time. And I watched Danae at countless regionals and countless countless CrossFit games. And I just, I always was rooting for her. She was always one of my favorites. And to be able to talk to someone who was an elite level athlete and really, really have our, like our views together are are one and the same. All we want to do is spread love and happiness to become 1% better each and every day and just leave this world in a little better state than when we came into it. And I think that should be, you know, some of everybody's goals. But to be a coach, to be, you know, in the fitness and nutrition mindset space, these are things that we definitely strive for. We strive to become 1% better. We want everyone we talk to, you guys know this, I want every one of you to know what it's like to feel better than you do today. And the best way to do that is to put your most positive foot forward each and every day and become the change that you want and need in this lifetime. Because this is our one and only life that we do truly, truly have. And becoming 1% better, you'll hear Danae talk about it, it doesn't take much, guys. It doesn't take much. And the way she puts it is so eloquently uh, I'm just so happy that she get she gave some time to this community and to myself and her energy and her time because it is such an amazing conversation. And guys, it felt like we've been best friends for like 20 years. I swear to God, we're laughing, we're cracking jokes. She had a smile on her face the entire time. She made me laugh countless, numerous times. And what, what a breath of fresh air to bring back this podcast on a positive note. You guys, Danae Brown is a truly amazing and inspirational woman. Every single day she's on Instagram and every single day she's on Facebook. She has something amazing to say, whether that be positivity, motivation, inspiration, or showing you some workouts to do and showing her laying on the ground with her training partners just dying and gasping for air. She is just 
She's a big smile. That's what she is. She's a big, humongous smile each and every day. And guys, it's just a great conversation between, you know, just two honest people that um, wanted to come on and just and just rap a little bit. And that's what I told her before we got on air. I was like, listen, I don't know if you've ever heard any of the podcasts that I put out. But listen, I have no notes. There's no blueprint what we're going to do here. We're just going to rap a little bit. And I wanted to know where she's at in life today after competing for so many, so many years. And we definitely get into that. She dives into that and and tells you exactly what her nutrition was like, what her training regimens were like, and how an elite level athlete in CrossFit actually trains. And I think a lot of people, this can clear up a lot of misconception with a lot of people in this community. And if you're brand new to this community who do CrossFit or don't do CrossFit, she clears a lot of things up so that you can understand what it's like to be an elite level athlete. And she kind of breaks it down per sport just a little bit. But you know, all elite at level athletes, trust me, they all have they're all under the same umbrella as opposed to like nutrition and fitness and wellness and how you recover the body and Um, surely how you recover the body is number one and nutrition follows that and then training is very low on that totem pole. And we talk about all those things and what actually happened to her towards the end of her CrossFit career and how hard she was actually pushing her body to the edge and wanting to know how much her body can actually handle. And you guys, this is just I'm so blown away. It's it's hard for me to even talk about it right now in this intro because I'm so blown away that Danae even made time to come on this podcast. So I hope you appreciate her time and energy. I for sure know that I, I appreciate her time and energy. And you guys, I hope you get so much out of this podcast because we touch base on all things fitness, nutrition, and mostly, mostly mindset and what you need to be doing today to live a better tomorrow. So you guys, get your pen and paper out like always. I always tell you to do that to take these notes because this podcast, this episode is just full of fire and you guys will get so many beneficial tips from it. Like always, guys, this episode is brought to you by, drum roll please, Ambition Threads Company. You guys know this. I've been preaching this for a very long time. Ambition Threads is an amazing clothing company. No matter what you do, whether it's in the gym or in the workforce, wherever you are, Ambition is the brand for you. Ambition is a motivating lifestyle brand empowering individuals through hard work, faith, and persistence. You guys, those are the three keys to success that they want to do. Hence the triangle logo that they have that's broken up by arrows because that represents hard work, faith, and persistence. You guys, right now you can go over to the site. You can hit it up. There's some clearance items on there. But more importantly, if you use code EVERYDAY at checkout, you will receive 20% off any and all of your purchases. That's code EVERYDAY, all in caps, at the checkout, you guys. Share that code with everybody. Spread it around, spread the love, and show Ambition Threads what it means to be part of this amazing community. You guys, right now they've dropped their mission tees for their men. They've dropped their women's uh, slit tanks. They've done all these things. They have, you know, they have women's uh, real long sleeve crop tops. They have a camo collection. They have awesome logo dad hats that everyone rocks. I've seen uh, males and females rock these. They have one hat that's a camo hat with a beautiful triangle on it. And they also have a white hat that I literally, if you go back in any one of my podcasts or you go back in any one of my posts, you'll be able to see the white dad hat. I literally am living in it and I need another one because it's kind of turned into like my gym hat and it's kind of getting those stains on it, but I definitely need a new one. And if the owner of the company is listening, Tyler, Tyler, I need a new white hat. (laughs) But you guys head on over to ambitionthreads.com. 
put in a couple orders for a couple cool shirts. They have a ton of new stuff coming out. I can't really tell you what's coming out, but you know what? It's going to be epic. Trust me, it's going to be epic. You will soon be able to literally wear ambition from head to toe, inside and outside the gym, no matter what you are doing. This stuff is the most comfortable clothes I have ever worn. I mean, I wear this stuff when I go out to dinner. I wear this stuff inside and outside the gym. And you know what? I push on everybody. If I get like five shirts, man, I'm, I'm giving them out to my friends because they need to understand how awesome these shirts are and their windbreakers are. And you can dress them up or dress them down. It's just an amazing, amazing company. Go use code every day for 20% off any and all purchases. Guys, without further ado, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate each and every one of you. I can't explain that enough. You guys are amazing. And let's get on with the show. My lady, man, such a fanboy of this girl, <laughs> Danae Brown. You guys, enjoy the show. Danae Brown, thank you so much for coming on the Everyday Growth Podcast. I'm so happy that you're here. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate it. That's awesome. So really quick community. If you do not know, you probably don't know. I'm having a little bit of nostalgia here with, with this wonderful CrossFit queen. Uh, and I've watched her for many, many, many years in my CrossFit days. But uh, Danae, can you please introduce yourself to the community and where you're actually talking from right now? I don't think anyone knows where you're from. They'll know shortly after you start talking. But Ah, oh, okay. Yes. Um, okay. So uh i yeah i'm i'm here from australia um i live in perth which is uh i guess at the top end you know of australia like southwest of australia just off of the um indian coast uh indian ocean coast uh yeah in sunny perth even though it is winter i mean we've we've got jumpers on today um, but yeah, just, uh, so retired CrossFit athlete, uh, just kind of coach people nowadays and I'm currently, uh, working out of raw CrossFit. So I manage, uh, one of the clubs down here and yeah, just cruising along. Oh, so you're at raw now? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm at raw. So I have, I have my own business as well that I run. So I run, I do some, um, PTing and some online coaching, as well so I'll do that in the morning so I've, I've coached someone this morning and then I'll come in to work and then I'll work during the day and then yeah usually I'll pick up my daughter and or my daughter is usually picked up cruise home and do the mum thing so it's days are quite full <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they have, you, you say you're a retired CrossFit athlete but it doesn't really you don't really stop working I think that's kind of how it goes these days right yeah, absolutely. I just, uh, I like to keep busy. Maybe. Yeah. I'm, I'm best when I'm busy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's like, that's like the little kid in us, right? Like, I think you and I resonate a lot with that. It's, it's like, if we're not working towards something better every day, it's like, we're just sitting still. And I think you and I both resonate where we do not like that. We can't sit still, right? We just can't sit still. Yeah, ab absolutely. Like I, um, I like working towards a goal or working towards, I feel like I'm living my best life, if you will, uh, when I'm definitely working towards a goal. So there's, there's probably that kind of sense of, in terms of uh, motivation, like very much accomplishment driven. Right, right. So is, is there more than one roar down there? I know that's uh, part of uh, Kara Webb owns one of those or something like that. Is that how it goes down there for all you non-crosser people who are listening to this right now? It's uh, down in Australia. It's uh, R-O-A-R, is that how it is? 
yes, we, we are a little bit different to Cara's, the one okay. that Cara, so Cara's branched out and owns her own CrossFit gym now. And we're in, um, in Perth, they actually have um, three CrossFit gyms, which are run under the uh, cross, same CrossFit banner. So RFX, um, Athletic is the banner that it's um, run under, but it's kind of run under Raw Fitness itself, which is a, a normal gym, normal Globo gym. But inside of that, then they have um, a CrossFit area as well. So it's, it's a little bit unique in yeah. terms of uh, the setup because most CrossFit gyms are standalone. And um, this one, I guess it, it, it is unique in terms of that there are uh, three different locations that people can actually go to. Mm. Well, that's awesome. I had no idea. I thought there was just the one. So that's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. So are, are you part owner of that now? Or do you belong to another gym? Or are you part owner of another box? Or how is that really working with you right now? No, no, I'm just a, I'm just a manager here um, at, at uh, RFX Raw CrossFit. Uh, and then, yeah, I just have my own business, which I kind of run on the side as well. Um, yeah, which is just obviously just under my own name. So I coach some people from home um, and then do a little bit of online stuff, stuff as well. That's awesome. That's awesome. So before we dive in too deep here, can you please tell us a little bit of how you got into this sport of fitness and how are you still so good at CrossFit? That's what I want to know. It's like you haven't skipped a beat. I, I think, I think. Looking back at your numbers, and in 2017, I think you're in the 35 to 39 division still. In 2017, I think you still got some years left you need to compete. I could see it, man. You work too damn hard. You work too damn hard. So how did you come into this thing called fitness? Well, um, I, I, was, I was always passionate about health and fitness. Um, it, it was pretty much in my blood. I mean, when I was growing up, I played every single sport you could think of. You know, I was one of those... Uh, teenagers that had literally a sport on every night of the week. I don't know how my mum managed it, uh, <laughs> but she did. Um, I know as a mother now, I'm like, I don't know how you could have managed that many commitments. Uh, yeah, but between, I'm the youngest of three older brothers. Nice. So we come from a, from a real sporting background. My brother played uh, professional football for AFL, that's, um, which is the football that we have here in Australia. Uh, so he played for like 10 years there and um, yeah, so we just kind of come from a really sporting background and I think it was a natural progression. I was, I was working um, in a business development role for a company called Blue Scope. So uh, the company was, they sell um, steel and um, I was working there for about five years and uh, you know, I, I can't say that I really enjoyed the job itself. It was, you know, I was kind of, yeah, just living life and doing what I needed to do or that I, what I felt I needed to do to live in kind of social norm, if you will. Um, you know, you go to work, you save up for a mortgage or whatever it is and, and away you go. Uh, but yeah, I, I fell into CrossFit. Um, my partner then, or Sarah's dad at the time, uh, he kind of challenged me. He said, you know, oh, there's this thing that I, you know, you should try out. Um, we'll, we'll have a, a little competition. And, you know, obviously little did he know <laughs> my sporting <laughs> background. I was like, yeah, sure. You know, very casual. Like, yeah, all right, we can have a Totally playing today. it down. Just totally playing it down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, look, uh, look, I don't know how it'll go. Um, yeah. 
<laughs> oh, sandbagging, uh, sandbagging. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was good. Like, so I just, like most people, I think they do CrossFit and then, um, it, and definitely in particular, if they do come from a competitive background, they just fall in love with it because um, of their variability and because of that kind of competitive aspect that I guess you get um, while you also feel like you're in a bit of a sporting background. So, yeah. So that was it. So from 2013, I was hooked. And then, um, yeah, 2013, I was hooked. I started competing uh, 2014 uh, and did really quite well. Um, yeah, and then that was, that was, that was, that was it. <laughs> the rest is history. <laughs> so how many, how many games did you end up um, competing in? And how many games is it? Is it four, four games you were in or five games? Well, I qualified for four games okay. uh, in 2012. Um, so started 2013, came seventh in the regionals, was like, okay, I'm going to give this a shot and decided to train uh, seriously, if you will, um, or put some, allocate some time towards be- it. Be- because you weren't already training seriously. That's, that's, <laughs> the, that's the- Right. Why not? I know. I know. I know. This is the thing. Like, this is the CrossFit. Yeah. I love. This is the CrossFit mentality. This is why I had to get out of it because it was like I think yeah. I'm. Real, I think I'm really going to start training now, and it's like yeah. hmm, you. You already <laughs> train pretty hard. <laughs> I love it. Exactly. I love it. Exactly. So, um, yeah. So, and then I I came uh, third in 2013. But little did I know, I actually, um, I had a little baby on board with me. So I was pregnant um, at the regionals and came third. And yeah, I wondered why I was, you know, puffing and, and I was like, man, I, I swear, you know, in training, it was so much easier. Like, and I'd fall to the floor and I was like, oh, my lungs are feeling it today. Oh my gosh. But yeah. I after the regionals finished and I was like, oh, maybe I'd overtrained, maybe I, you know, because obviously you're competing at such a high level and there can right. be, you know, so many contributing factors. Um, like I thought, oh, uh, maybe, you know, I've overtrained or I need a little bit longer to recover. But three, four weeks in, I was still um I guess, you know, everyone know well, those who have been pregnant and training kind of you know, you know how tired you feel and, um, yeah, that didn't change and adjust. And usually it does. Usually a week right. out after competition, you know, you kind of, your, your fatigue is, is pretty much back to normal or seven days thereof. Uh, but, yeah, I wasn't. So, um, yeah, it turns out I was actually pregnant. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, uh, what, what place did you get in that regional that you, that you found out you were pregnant? So I came third. Yeah, and I think oh, oh I, I, I just came third. The only one out there that's pregnant. You had no idea you just came third. That's amazing. That's an amazing yeah. story. So I'm sure yeah. from there, it probably changed everything, right? The whole outlook on what was going on. Oh, it definitely did. Hey, so, um, so I, had, um, I had Sarah and um, I wasn't going to compete. I was pretty much content. I was happy, like... Uh, being a mum and I was like okay well that's my CrossFit career kind of done but um, Sarah's dad pretty much said no you've got to give it another go Um, so I was like oh okay he was um, working away at the time so I was I was in Perth um, 
which was away from my family, uh, kind of remote. He was on a swing of eight weeks on, two weeks off um, with a six-month-old baby. Uh, luckily, I had it at my own gym and I have no idea how I did it to this day, but um, I decided to train and compete. And, um, and yeah, so I went back for the 2014 CrossFit Games, sorry, 2014 CrossFit Regionals, and, um, and I won it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> First year back, you win it. <laughs> yeah. So that's probably the peak of my career, though. Um, after that, like 2015, I, I went back again for another year. Uh, I came fourth, but luckily I still qualified for the games with that one. Um, and then I was, I was, I was done. Hey, I just, yeah, the, the passion and the desire, there's, there's obviously a lot that needs to go in to compete at that level. Right. And, um, I wanted to put that energy towards other things like, uh, coaching people and helping people. Um, cause I'd kind of done what I needed to do, if that made sense. Kind of feel you kind of felt like it was the right time to kind of hang it up. Is that is that it? Kind of kind of put yeah. the shoe put the shoes on the podium. And be like I'm kind of got to get out of it. At that at yeah. that point at that point for everyone who who isn't listening, everyone who is listening in CrossFit yeah. and people who don't understand when we say and we make jokes about oh we're really going to start training now and to yeah. compete to compete at that level. I don't think yeah. um, a lot of people are just now kind of realizing the um, the respect we need to give CrossFit athletes from back from 2007 all the way into today and what is actually happening in the stage of cross right now. Cause it's fucking mind blowing what is yeah. happening in cross right now. And the top level athletes, you know, being Matt and being Tia and all the way down. I mean, it yeah. is insane. If you can give a little bit of like what it takes for just training and nutrition and, and, and sleep and, and rest recovery at that time, were you doing, I mean, that's what they do today is like almost two or three sessions a day. Were you that involved in, you know, doing a morning session, teaching classes, morning session, go home and eat and sleep and rest, come back in the afternoon. Is that kind of, can you give a little insight of, of what it actually takes to be a professional athlete? Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's pretty full on. And, and nowadays uh, there aren't many um, CrossFit athletes who, have um, I guess a normal a, a normal daytime job in terms of um, like if they're really at the elite level they are you know they are either and this is what I'd kind of recognized even into the, the 2013 um, that most people were either coaches or they were physiotherapies they were people who were able to be in the gym pretty much all day because it is a um, the sacrifices you need to make are huge uh you are training you are you know not only are you getting your training in which can be anywhere from you know four to six hours in a day wow. um uh, but you're also worrying about you know you've got to make sure you get your mobility you've got to get your treatment in um you know as much as we're taking away from the body we've also got to put back to the body and a lot of other you know professional sports that's what they kind of do. They have, you know, after they've finished their training on the ground, they're then going and seeing their treatment. They're getting their physiotherapy or massage or whatever it might be. So that's the same thing, you know, and that all also takes up time as well. Um, and then and then there's making sure you're eating enough nutrition. Um, I still have two fridges now uh, at home. So two fridges literally uh, for, yeah, for making sure I've got enough food because as a CrossFit athlete, um, well, for me, 
personally, it was about like I, when I first started, I was about 56 kilos and my goal was to get uh, as close as I could to 60, which is not easy. It's really, wow. really, really hard, especially when you're training at such a high volume. So I think I got close to like under 50, 58, 59. Um, but it's, you know, you're eating, 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 eating. Right. Yeah. And then, um, like I found, um, in terms of like diet itself, that, uh, there was a bit of a difference with what I ate. I just making sure I was fueling myself, um, with pretty clean food. I just kept things pretty clean. Um, and also just making sure you're eating enough carbohydrates for me that worked. Um, but it's not necessarily, there's not necessarily a kind of one size fits all, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. That's just, it's just, it's almost like jaw dropping to hear that happen because it's like, if we, if as a CrossFit athlete, when you go home, it's like the food's not there at the ready, you're either going to be upset or you're going to grab, grab something that you don't need to eat at that point. So were you having meals made or like food already prepped or was there someone helping you with that? Like I know nowadays, I know a lot of sponsorships come from elite level athletes have food already done in packages and stuff like that. I know back in the day, these, these, you know, epic meals and stuff like that wasn't around these meal, um, you know, these done for you meals weren't around back like eight years ago. So they're kind of somewhat new in the last couple of years Were you, did you have a company making you food or was someone at home making you food or was it just like all you, or you just like superwoman this whole time, this whole time. <laughs> Superwoman are crazy. I don't know. <laughs> uh, we're going we're gonna to cut it right in the middle right there. That's what we're going to do. Yeah, I think you um, have to be, I think you really have to have a bit of craziness in you to be a professional CrossFit athlete. Honestly, I think, I mean, I know what it takes just from watching it and, and being in the background and, and going to regionals in Chicago all the time and going to the games a couple years ago. It's, it's wild. It's wild to see what you guys put your bodies through and what kind of dedication. And that's the, you know, that's the one thing is the dedication to it. I think I can fall in love with anyone who has dedicated the type of time that you have to a sport. Um, I think to me, that's like, that's like, that, that is just the sexiest thing in the world when someone can dedicate knowing that this is what I'm going to do. This is what it takes and I'm going to do it, damn it. And you can't tell me any different. And I think that's just the most powerful thing. And I don't think people understand that that's what this sport is all about. When you get to that level, it's all in. There's no one foot in, one foot out. It's cannonball, we're going in if you want to be that top level athlete. So to have all that food at the ready, was were you doing it all yourself? Yeah. <laughs> I was... Um, Crazy. <laughs> well, I was in a pretty unique situation. Hey, I was... It was me and and my daughter. So... Um, yeah. And then, so it was, it was pretty much, uh, I, look, not as a normal, probably a normal, um, athlete would have, um, or what I would recommend to any of like my athletes or anything like that. It was not a normal, like, I can't say that I slept what I needed to sleep, right. the amount I needed to sleep. Um, I can't say my nutrition was always on point. Um, because it, it just wasn't like, um, that's just not what happens, especially when you've got a, you know, child that's going through teething or, you know, yeah. So it was, um, yeah, there was, it was not probably the most ideal circumstances. And I think, um, because of that, like that's what led me to, so in, 
2015 when I kind of, when I said, right, that's, I was like giving up, like I'd, I'd given up competing. It was mainly because like I had adrenal fatigue. Mm. Um, I just, yeah, was just trying to do something that like just pushed too far. Um, and as a consequence of not being able to probably fill my body up with exactly the right nutrition that it needed exactly when it needed it. Um, and also mainly sleep, sleep and yeah. Right. Um, so I think that there were big contributing factors, but in terms of nutrition, what I found work for me is that I'd run through like a, um, slow cooker. I would just chuck heaps of, I, I found that that was something that was the most easiest thing for me to manage, um, is slow cooker meals. And I'd just do it like a, the same I didn't mind eating the same thing right. over and over and over again. So it would literally be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays, the same same meal for you know lunch and breakfast, and then on the opposite days um, would be another another big cook up meal. So uh, like something that I'd uh, chuck together, you know, in a um, like in the oven or something like that that I could eat both warm or cold. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a great shortcut too. And it's like just being able to toss something to a crock pot and that you can feed on that for a couple of days. I think, you know, that's just taking all the time and energy out of everything. I mean, prep time was probably what, 15 minutes cutting up some vegetables, tossing Absolutely. in a piece of meat, hitting the on button, yep. walk yep. out, come back, yep. you know, the next day it's done. And, and I think that, you know, and that, and that it, did you notice when, did you have to go to somebody or did you notice that something was wrong with the adrenal fatigue? Did you know something was up at that point? Yeah, I did actually. I kind went, of kind like, of fighting I, it um, for a while. Well, no, I I knew I knew, oh. and I um like I knew that I couldn't. Um, well, I, I was actually I got to a stage where even just getting up and going to the toilet would tie me out. Tie oh, jeez! I was like in bed, like getting up, making yet yeah, going, and then I was like, I can't do this because I can't. It's, I can't look after my daughter in this right. state. Like I I can't so. Um, and then I remember Dave Castro got in contact with me and he wanted me to be part of the demo team for the 2000 and must be 2016. Um, and you know, we went back and forth, back and forth. And I was like, Oh, you know, cause nobody wants to miss out on being the demo team. <laughs> um, and I was like, you know, can I just do a few movements or something like that? Or, and, um, he was like, nah, you got to do the whole like thing. And we went back and forth, back and forth. And I was like, I had to say, I'm sorry, Dave. Like yeah. I, like I, yeah, I knew at that point I could maybe try and I was just like, I can't. And so I, I had to, yeah, I had to, um, I had to say, no, I can't, I can't do it. Um, I've got adrenal fatigue, which I'm, you know, coming from his background, I think you probably, um, understand, right. um, you know, what that, what that is and what it looks like and what, the, what it means. Um, yeah, so it was kind of on that, from that point there, I was like, you know, I can't live like this. Right. Um, I don't want this to, you know, define who I am or, um, so I kind of made it a, a bit of a goal of my own to get my health back. And, um, and then that was the aim to go for the 2000 and, uh, must be 2017 masters. <laughs> <laughs> which you did awesome in which you did you almost you're almost there man you were almost there yeah so yeah so i, I mean yeah there's there, there is obviously the the catch phrase of yeah with um crossfit athletes and it's it's a challenge you know it's a it is definitely a challenge that's for sure 
How long was it when before before you started noticing symptoms of the the adrenal fatigue and the shutdown? Was it yeah. how long were you fighting that for? Do you do you, do you remember how long that was for a while? Was it like two months or was it a month or did it just come on really quick or were you like for a while like okay I'm just pushing through some shit. Yeah, right now. it was a for a while. Hey, yeah, it was definitely. I would say over six months. Holy shit! More. Yeah, really. Yeah, I reckon. I I think. You know, on like on reflection now, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's given me a guide and a boundary. Like now, I know what I can do, um, and yeah, I just yeah, very pretty clear on those boundaries now about what you know I'm able to do and what I'm not. And there's and it's it just basically comes down to it's like, you know, I can only push my body to this to this extent because. Um, Otherwise, you know, it affects other aspects of my life, which are um, too important. Like, you know, obviously like being able to be present with my daughter. Right. So, so would you say that CrossFit athletes are stubborn in a a way? Is that kind of what we're getting at right now? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure there was a lot of people being like, you need to stop. And you're like, yeah, okay, shut up. Like, I know my body. I'm sure the words "I know my body" came out of your mouth for those six months like a thousand times. Like I know my body, I yeah, got it. It's fine. It's fine. It's I got it. I got it. Yeah. Well, you know, I was like, I was having a chat the other night, and I was like, no, no, no. I remember training, and I was like, hmm. Uh, this is in this is in 2000 and must be in 2000. This is before I had Sarah, and um, I was so ridiculously fit that I remember training. I was like, hmm. I wonder how like far I would need uh. to push myself like to actually like get to that point of absolutely cannot body can't move falling on the floor so yeah and I think you I think you're constantly pushing those boundaries 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 constantly trying to get more 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 um so and that I think that's that's kind of possibly a little bit of that mentality of you know I guess what makes a CrossFit athlete is you are challenging those boundaries all the time. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of people that haven't done CrossFit, they look at that and they're like right now, even if they listen to that, they're probably like, well, it's so stupid. You can't be an elite level athlete and not understand that. It's like, if you knew the sport, when you're on the floor in any type of competition and just from local competitions that I have done, we have the same mentality, not as high as an elite level athlete, but we know what, how fast we can do things. You know, we, we know what we should and shouldn't do, but when you're on that competition yeah. floor, it's who can hold on the longest, who can, yeah. who can walk through that pain the longest and come out yeah. on top. And I think a lot of other sports, they don't really do that in a, in a way of pain threshold. And I think mm. when you, you train to that pain threshold and everyone says, you know, Kelly Starrett always says, you know, don't go in the pain cave. It's the opposite way when you're on the floor. It's like, you have to go into that pain cave and it, you just got to leave it all out there. And I think that's one thing that people don't really understand about the sport. It's like people that do that every day in training, they're not doing it correctly. You know, we know that that's wrong. You shouldn't leave, you know, be, be in a pain yeah. cave just because you're Absolutely. doing, you know, just because yeah. you're working out a couple of times a week right. on the floor. It's a little bit different. Um, did you find yourself almost every time you competed pretty much leaving yourself out on that floor? Oh, there would definitely be events. There'd be events through the weekend where if you, um, wanted to do really, really well, then you had to be able to go to that place. Yeah, without without a doubt. Like the there was a there was definitely a correlation between um events you did well in 
and um, and being able to, I guess, you know, find find that comfortable uncomfortableness. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's like, but you don't, and that's the one thing. It's like, if you don't train it, you don't really know. Or if you don't, mm. if you don't question it, you'll never find mm. it. And I think yeah. that that can really go one in one and kind of can entail in life as well too. Like we can mm. actually, you know, pertain that to life. It's like, if you don't question it, if you don't challenge it, you'll never know, you know, what you could, what your possible, what your possibilities are in this life. And I think that's the one thing it's like, if you don't challenge yourself, or if you don't put that out into the world, you're actually putting a ceiling above you. And I think in this thing called life, there is no ceiling. And once you blow the top off of that, you just have no idea what we can do. And I think CrossFit really puts that out there in the world of like, it's a really good correlation to life in a lot of ways. A lot of people would totally disagree with what I'm saying right now. Um, but we can all say that, you know, fitness and the gym has a lot of correlations with life. You know, it's, it's every day that bar is the same weight every day and you better be ready to come in and pick, you know, 200 pounds. Henry, Henry Rollins said it the best. He's like, that bar is 200 pounds every damn day. Whether you, whether you want it to be or not, you walk in, it's 200 pounds of steel every single day. You better be ready to pick it up. And I think that's like the best correlation with life as well. You know, like every day you have to wake up every day you have to walk in and every day you got to put your best foot forward. And I think that's like, the mentality of the CrossFit mind, even what you do today, and I'm going to totally blow you up really quick. I hope you don't mind, but even me watching you on Instagram, and I'm so glad we connected on Instagram. We talk all the time, even what you're doing today, like you're still becoming 1% better no matter what. And I think just because you walked away from the, the best sport of fitness that there is on this planet doesn't mean you're done. And I think you've, you've proven that through everything that you've done. So I just want to congratulate you on that really quick. <laughs> Thank you. Very You're more kind. Than You're more than Very kind. Yeah, I definitely, um, I definitely hear exactly what you're saying in terms of. Um, I personally do feel that um, health and fitness um, is it, that, that does correlate to life itself. And um, when we build those foundations, those strong foundations of nutrition, mindset, and fitness, um, we can achieve so much more in life. And I really wish that. Um, I guess I wish that that was promoted more. You know, when you what really uh, I guess um, irks me is you know you'll have people that will work walk into a doctor's surgery and uh, or sorry doctor's clinic or whatever it might be and um, they're suffering from mental illness. And while yes, you know sometimes people do need um, they need the assistance uh, from medication, okay, because there is something chemically missing. You know, there is also a large percentage of the population that um, could be living their best life if they focus that attention towards their health um, and, you know, their nutrition because they are linked. And I, I just, I really wish that that in itself was um, more promoted. Yeah, 100%. I, I think it's, it's still fitness in general is and nutrition because it takes mm. a, it takes a hell of a lot more to walk into the kitchen every day than it does to walk into the damn gym. I can tell you that, and I I, I will fight anybody about that and on that yeah. topic. But I do believe that it's still both of those nutrition and fitness are still looked at today mm. as a chore, and I yeah. think that's the whole, most horrific thing mm. that can possibly be on this planet right now. I mean, besides what's going on, I understand that we're not talking about that right now, but yeah. in the fitness and nutrition space to mm. look at something like that as a chore and, and to not have it put up on a pedestal um, and talked about what it can actually 
I'm going to get emotional about it because it, it's just so powerful that what this can actually, it can flip, it can flip around a lot of things in your life. Um, whether that be thoughts of depression or you're in a bad place in life or things just, uh, or things just aren't going your way or they seem like they're not going your way. Mm-hmm. The last thing you want to do is not move, not exercise the brain, not exercise your body, not sweat. Um, mm-hmm. Those things, it's not, it's not to forget those things that are going on in your life. It's to help alleviate the situation to understand that you are still here. You are still grounded, but those things are going on may or may not be in your control but you control the way you move every single day. And through that movement, wonderful healing can happen. And I don't think that's being talked about enough. I really think that's being swept under the rug along amongst a lot of other damn things in the world, but that's being swept underneath the rug. And I think, you know, it's, it's, it, it's I, can't, I can't believe we're still fighting for fitness and nutrition today. Like it's so weird to me that we still feel like we're backed into a corner and we have to come out swinging about, against everybody because everyone just comes to you like, Oh, you're into fitness. I guess you go to the gym every day. It's like, when is this going to end? Like, when is yeah. that? It's almost like, you know, it's like, it, it's, it just doesn't make any sense anymore how we're still talking about this as a, almost like a bad thing. And I think yeah, that, I, I think, you know, like, I do you feel agree. that way? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I do. No, I, I, I agree 100%. And I feel that, you know, fitness and nutrition should be, they should be talked about and it should be part of everybody's life as much as, you know, we brush our teeth every day. It shouldn't be, there shouldn't be anything different. And um, yeah, and I guess I think, uh, you know, whatever COVID has, has taught us is it's given us time back in our yeah, life to, yeah. put some, to put some more time towards, because we don't have that excuse anymore about time. Um, but, you know, my fear is that even after everything that's gone on, everyone will still go back into their normal lives and we won't put... Um, that energy towards, you know, building that strong foundation, which is going to help everything in your life, everything, your relationships, your work ethic. Um, it's just, yeah, it's, it can make such a huge difference, like you said, um, to people's life. And I just, um, I don't, it, it perplexed, like I'm perplexed that it's not right. of such a great high value. It just, it, I, I often find myself going, I don't understand this. Yeah, especially like now and today with with everything going on with COVID, it's like we're talking mm. or like when I've never heard it. If you've heard it, please correct me. Why mm. aren't we talking about the things you can do to become yeah. your to to make your immune system stronger, to make your body stronger today? I've heard nothing about this topic. Not one thing about what we should be doing. Exactly. That, it's just it blows it blows my mind that no one's taking a stand. To be like, yeah. yeah, it would be great to start taking vitamin C, vitamin D, CBD, yeah. fish oil three, four times a day and going to the gym, move it more. You don't hear any of that. You don't hear, you don't hear what you can do to alleviate the situation or to alleviate maybe the symptoms that may or may not be coming on. It's the same thing of like the, the flu season that comes around or yeah. the cold season that comes around. It's like, you know to ramp yourself up for that season. What is the difference right now? There is no difference. And why are we not talking about it? Why are yeah. we not talking about it? And it's, it doesn't yeah. make any sense to me. It, it, it should be, it really should be at the forefront. It should be at the forefront as much as the news is about it. Like it just should be at the forefront. You know, this is what we need to do to protect ourselves against, um, or against anything. It doesn't matter. Anything. It's like any yeah. type of disease, aging, whatever it might be. Like this is our best defense. Um, you know, prevention is better than cure. So let's, let's look after our bodies. Let's look after our health and our well-being. But the way to do this 
is through, you know, looking up your nutrition, you know, exercising. I honestly don't care what people do in terms of exercise. Nope. Like, I love CrossFit. I'm passionate about it. But at the end of the day, I honestly don't, like, I don't give a shit what you do. No. No, no. Like, I don't care. Trust me, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> this, community, this community is fine with swearing. Trust me. Okay, go, 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 go. I'm getting get right up here. <laughs> Um, I really don't care what you do. No, I just do want I. you to move. I don't want you to move. That's just all. move. Yeah, just move yeah. more. Just move yeah. more. And whatever you love, go at it. Double down on yeah. what you love. I don't care if it's dance classes, Zumba classes. Yeah. I don't care what it is. Just as long as you're yeah. moving. There, there's no, you know, like the like the old saying is, um, there's more than one way to skin a cat. You know, yes. and that that's why there's yes. a thousand different fitness areas out there for you to go explore, whether that's inside mm. or outside a gym. You know, we keep seeing we keep saying gym and gym and gym. There's so much to do outside, like buy a bike. It's so simple. And it's like yeah. these things will help you. I don't know when the last time you were on a bike ride is, but I, I frequently go on a bike ride. I just bought a bike this past this past summer and I'm really get, I'm like kind of getting into it. I kind of fell off a little yeah. bit this summer now due to quarantine, but um, it's the most refreshing thing that you could possibly do is toss on some Bob Marley in your headphones and go for a bike. Yeah, I exactly. swear it is a, the, the world like opens up to you. You're just one with the bike and one with the wind in your face. It's like, this is what it's all about. And I think that alone, that analogy alone doesn't get talked about. I think people are just, they think the gym, they think, you know, people that look ripped, they think, you know, good looking people and good looking outfits. It's like, no, and that's, that's. Yeah. Pe- pe- those people at the gym that you're Definitely. scared of, they don't yeah. give a shit about you, what you look like, yeah. what you're doing. They have their own agenda. And if you know what, they do mm-hmm. care what you do and they do care about you and how you look. And if you're overweight or you're not, or you don't have any muscle, fuck them. Who cares? Yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter. They have nothing to do with you in your life at all. Yeah. Period. You yeah. know? Yeah. I, I, I just, um, I, I hear you and I, and I agree. Like, because I, I just think that that is the message that, you know, I definitely, you know, want to share and um, kind of CrossFit is part of that journey, but, but it's just through health and fitness. It's, it's, if you will, it's like, that's the tool to, to kind of spread, um, to make people better because they can, because they have an opportunity to feel better. And I think that we put limited self-belief on what we can do. And it's only because we don't, we we're afraid of stepping, you know, stepping or trying something new, which is normal to feel that way. Absolutely normal. And we're afraid of, you know, getting too close to what our comfort zone uh, is. But, you know, if you can start to push those boundaries, you know, that can lead out to, you know, every other aspect of your life where, you know, I, I don't know about you, but I want to, I want to get to the end of my life and kind of go, you know what? <laughs> I really lift the shit out of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, I, I mean, on this podcast, we talk about regret all the time. And we talk yeah. about, um, it's wild because I have so many stories about talking to people about regret. And my, actually, uh, my mother, who is still here with us today on this earth, so is my father. Um, my mother um, is currently, we have, this con- we have this conversation like once a year. It's usually around the holiday time over a couple yeah. of drinks. But we usually sit around and we talk about how, you know, how important people are in our lives and how, what, ha- like what this year um, entail and what, what did we learn this year and all these things that it's kind of the older that I get, I like to try to pull those out of people because we never used to do that. And just the mm. outlook with 
the community here and, and like yourself and everyone that we talk to in this podcast and on Instagram, because I know you and I, we kind of run in the same circles where we don't have any bullshit in our circles. It's all just yeah. positivity and, and happiness because we yeah. don't have time for everything else, you know? So I like yeah. to ask these questions and even, you know, my mother just turned 73 or four, I want to say. And, um, you know, That's awesome. I know. Yeah. She, um, and she's still going and she's still going strong. She's still, she's still going strong. <laughs> <laughs> she lets, she lets me know every time I see her, she's still going yeah. strong. <laughs> I still <remember> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, we got on the, we got on the regret, the, the regret conversation. It's like, it's, I asked yeah. the question, like everybody in this room, like if you were to die tomorrow and not wake up, like, are you happy? And there were some tears in the room you know, which yeah. is normal. And one of them was my mother, you know, and, and she, she lives with some regret of the things that she just didn't do in her lifetime. Not because she couldn't, it's just because yeah. she didn't pull the trigger. Um, I do believe because back in that day, a totally different generational gap. I don't yeah. think they, you know, back in that day, it was different. It wasn't like today where here I am telling you and here you are telling me like, go for it, do it. Yeah. Do it till, do it till the dogs Absolutely. come home. I don't think yeah. it was like that back in the day. It was kind of like, no, you know what? That love of dancing, which it was, that love of dancing is just a, it's a dream. Give it up and yeah. go get a job. And that's kind of, I think, how that generation was back in the day from her parents. And um, today is different. So just for me bringing that up to my mother, she's kind of like, damn, you know, like I didn't want to bring it up, but mm. um, it's, it's nice to understand that and look back at it. And it's one of those things like when you, when you do, and it's a really weird thing to talk about, maybe to some people death is, but you know, your funeral should be a, it should be a celebration. You know, you should yeah. have a lot of people there that will remember Danae, that will remember Anthony and the people that are yeah. around you. Like that's the whole point. And none of us want to go to the grave with regret because that means you didn't live out the one life that you have the best. And I, I, you know, and I, I think you, you just, you really hit the nail on the head with that. And um, it's awesome. I think we should, yeah. we should live with yeah. less regret, you know? Yeah, I, I, I definitely, I think so too. I think that um, you know, it really does take, it's all it takes is kind of 30 seconds of courage to, yeah, to go for it. And you are, you are a hundred percent correct in terms of saying like, um, obviously back in your mum's era, it was a different, different mentality and a different mindset. I mean, who would have thought, you know, in 2020, um, you could be, uh, working like we do, you could be, um, you know, there were people that are making money from, you know, YouTube videos and, and that would be, that just wouldn't be something that was of the, their era. So we're in a different society now. Um, and yeah, we're, we're lucky to be able to, yeah. to be able to do that. And I, and I realize it's not, you know, that kind of um, being able to go for it is may not necessarily be in everybody's circumstances because it may be things that are holding them back. But, um, but in terms of, you know, being able to, I guess, live our best life, we do have a lot more opportunity if we're willing to um, seek it. Yeah, 100%. I think, you know, sky's the limit now. And whatever mm -hmm. anybody wants to do, whoever, you no know, community, whoever's listening to this right now, and if it's your first time listening to this, like really pay attention to what Danae just said. It's like, you want to do something, just take that one step forward. And, and, and you know, mm -hmm. like you said, 30 seconds of, I think that's the, I'm going to use that for now. I'm going to put it on my wall. 30 actually. seconds of courage. It's great. 30 <laughs> seconds of courage. Mine, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, but it makes but, sense. But it is yeah. true because that 30 seconds yeah. of courage could, you could take one step across, you know, the gym threshold into the gym for your first yeah. time you can take yep. one positive step into the kitchen and throw away mm. something that you should probably throw away and start eating something yep. that, you, that you haven't for a very mm. long time. 30 seconds is nothing. I mean, 
you can't even market in the lifespan of what you have. You can't even make a tick for 30 seconds. It's that, it's that fast today. Yeah. And I think, you know, today with anything, if you have any type of hobby or any type of love for anything, today is the day to go for it. I mean, yeah. there's nothing holding you back. You have multiple streams of social media that you can do to, to reach out to anyone in the world. You know, it's just funny because I was talking to someone about this today and yeah. you're talking about how his father, one of my clients, it was a check-in today and his father yeah. back in the day um, sold insurance and yeah. he used to have um, uh, index cards in a shoe box at his desk yeah. that says he was on a phone, cold calling people, you know, on a phone yeah. and he would say, okay, well, I'll talk to you in six months when you want to renew that. He would take that card, put it in the six month slot. So when he came back to it in six months to call them back. And I said, man, do you imagine how it would be to be dressed up in a suit with a hat on and yeah. a tie in, in July and, yeah. like, you know, 90 degrees or wherever, whatever yeah. the summer is with you guys too, Ooh. and carrying around a vacuum with a briefcase and trying yeah. to sell vacuums door to door. Now, wow. if you think, you know, could you do, could anyone do that today? I guarantee no one can do that today. There's only a, <laughs> a couple entrepreneurs could probably do it. But yeah. with, that, with that being said, look what we can do today. I mean, yeah. We can sell fitness and programming and nutrition and talk to people like this. We can help mm. people all over the world. So I think it's one of those things where it's like sky's the limit now. I mean, there's really no. Yeah, definitely. Right? Yeah. Yeah. We can, we can, we have an opportunity to take advantage of, um, you know, the access that we now have. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. I love yeah. it. What does the to switch topics really quick? What does your, yeah. what was it? What kind of, let's go back to training really quick. What does your training yep. look like today? as opposed yeah. to being crazy back in the day. What is it kind of <laughs> what does it kind of look like today? Is it more of just um, you know, staying healthy and really not getting underneath a bunch of weight today or are you still kind of challenging yourself here and there when the time comes? Um, well, I don't like I think the thing is that I kind of know that I'm not ever going to hunt this may uh, I just talked about limiting self-belief before and here I'm going to and I I realize the wording coming out of my mouth in terms of I know that I'm probably not ever going to be as fit as what I, what I was before. And that's just simply through, you know, because of the, the training and the dedication that I put towards it. Right. Um, with that said, my main focus is, is more about just keeping healthy and just keeping fit. I uh, want to be able to have more energy and time to be able to invest um, in helping people. So that means that my training is Usually under an hour uh, thereof, um, I'll train maybe four to five times a week. That's a that's a good training week for me. A uh, combination of a bit of strength, a bit of conditioning, nothing really set in structure. A lot of the time I'll float into the gym and kind of make it up on the fly. Or, you know, I might have a, a baseline stru structure, you know, a few squats throughout the week and some deadlift right. and follow a bit of a program. But other than that, it's, um, yeah, it's whatever I feel like. I feel like I've kind of put the hard yards in terms of my training and now my training is all about making sure that I enjoy it. So I won't hardly ever train on my own. Um, too many hours spent in the gym done, done doing that. Uh, so I, I usually make sure that I'm like training with a group of people or in a class or, yeah, or with my partner. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Good. Good for you. I think it's a, it's a, it's a good answer. And I'm glad you're going that route. I was hoping you wouldn't be like, well, you know what? I think I'm yeah. going to try to, yeah, well, you know, 
I'm still training eight days a week and three hours a day. Yeah, no, I know those days are behind you, but no, it's, I think that's a, that's a, that's a really good thing to say, especially the, the community to hear that. And what you just said is, you know, sometimes it's nice to take a step back and just kind of go off of what you, how, on how you feel, I think is a really good, good way to put it. Um, and how you kind of train, how's your, how's the nutrition? Are you, are you tracking calories or macros? Or are you even carrying anymore? Or, um, yeah, kind of, no, are you kind of, no, yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I just, um, like I have a bit of a guideline of, uh, what I eat. I just eat really clean, um, kind of 80, 20 rule. Um, so I, yeah, I, I don't necessarily track macros or calories. Uh, it was mainly only when I was training, it was about getting the volume of food in. Uh, I guess I'm kind of lucky in terms of that aspect more genetically. Uh, but yeah, I, with that said, I don't, uh, you know, I don't right. really, most of my food is really clean anyway, and I don't crave, um, I'll eat chocolate. I love chocolate and I'll eat what I want when I want, but I don't ever, um, deprive myself of anything. And I, I think that, um, yeah, when there's also that kind of thing of, you know, when you start getting the cleaner you get, uh, the more you don't, you no longer feel like having the takeaway food. You just don't feel like it. Or if you do, you, you know, you really notice that you get a food hangover the next yeah, day. Right. So, yeah. So I am a bit lucky from that perspective, but I think that that's also luck, but also just years of um, training yeah. and looking after myself. Yeah. And I think it's kind of nice that you can have that baseline and the knowledge of being like, I don't want to track anything anymore. I don't want to weigh anything anymore. I'm sure that's the last thing on your mind right now, you know, but I know in Perth, I know I looked at the map. There, it looks like there's a couple of good pizza places around you. I think I might have to come get some pizza one day. All the yeah. way. <laughs> yes. There's a lovely Italian place that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I noticed, I noticed, I noticed. I may, may have to take a trip, yeah, take yeah, a cruise yeah. down there and get some pizza. But Not as good as the food in the States, though. Yeah, not as good as the food in the States. Oh, yeah, yeah the food in the States is a little uh, more heavy, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> especially coming from Chicago, you know, like yeah. we're, known, we're known for pizza, so, you oh, know. Oh, well, that's pan-fried pizza, isn't it? Uh, deep dish is kind of. Oh, it's, sorry, it's deep dish. Pan-fried, okay, yeah. So there's like a big yeah. battle between like, are we pan, pan, uh, pan or thin or are we deep dish pizza? There's always been this ongoing argument in Chicago. I'm, yeah. I'm, a de- I'm a deep dish uh, voter for sure. Yep. A lot of people yep. would think we're thin crust, but um, yeah, there's some really deep pizzas here that yeah, like two, two, yeah. two, pieces, <laughs> two pieces and you're in a coma for like three days, you know, and it's like, <laughs> you know, so it's like a thousand calories per piece, probably something like oh, that. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, so that's a treat. We don't eat that very often. I don't. Yeah, there's yeah, no yeah. way because you just feel like complete garbage afterwards, actually. Yeah. So, to be honest with you. So how is everything going in the, in the, in the CrossFit gym with um, the whole quarantine and everything in the CrossFit box? Have you guys seen an up, uh, an uprise now that it's kind of taming down a little bit, or did you guys kind of take a little bit of a hit and have to kind of pivot the business? Yeah, it was like, there was a little bit of a a hit for a little while right? uh, in terms of, you know, people obviously being, um, they've been away from the gym for so long um, and obviously the work situation as well. So um, we did have, like, they did have to pivot in terms of going a little bit more online. The business is now back in in full swing. Here in um, WA, we're pretty lucky because uh, we don't, uh, I think we may have, like, three confirmed cases or something like that. Uh, But otherwise, we're just keeping our borders shut for the time time being and business is as usual. 
Okay. So um, we're starting to, we're in, like it's very cold. It's like in the, you know, right in the middle of uh, winter now. It's very cold. Um, but where, you know, business is, is getting back to, you know, how it was. Like our classes are starting to get full again. Um, and it's, yeah, it's good. Like we've, people have, uh, I guess, come out of, um, come out of kind of hiding in terms of, right. you know, the way their lifestyle was, you know, through, through COVID when we did actually have a lockdown period. Yeah. How are you guys going? Uh, it's crazy. Um, yeah. it's completely yeah. nuts, just completely mm. nuts. We don't know what week is going to be what week and another week's going to be another week. Um, there's really, there's really no answers and it's kind of like just roll the dice each day, each week, each month. Um, mm. Where I'm at is okay. Uh, some, mm. some, some private facilities that I go to, those have been open for a minute because they're private and they're able to mm. watch the intake and up the flow of people a lot easier yeah. than some of the, like the Globo gyms that are around here that have like 3,000 members. Um, mm. there's no way to control that. And they're yeah. having a very hard time to control that. But what's happening with those gyms is no one's going back because yeah. I think people are scared and they know you can't control that. There's just no way. Um, and, um, yeah. you know, it's, and, and once again, you know, they're making that they're making out the gyms are the dangerous place to be. And I get that, oh, you know, exactly. you know, going this back to what we were talking day. about, it's like, yeah the last thing to open was the gyms mm. and that the gym is the scariest place to keep clean. Yeah. And it's like, we, I understand it's, it's hard to keep clean to yeah. that extent of what they want mm. you to keep it clean, but yeah. they're making people scared of the gym. And once again, mm. it goes hand in hand with not talking about nutrition and fitness of how that yes. can really benefit you right now. Yeah, it, exactly. I couldn't believe that too. That was the same, exactly the same as what happened with us is like, when we were going through that uh, closing and opening up period, there was, you know, people were a little bit unsure and it was because of people being, you know, not certain about the environment, even though with our environment, we were like, we're in a set out, we were able to keep that social distancing and making sure that everyone, obviously anyone who, you know, is suspected of having COVID shouldn't be going anywhere anyway. Right. But, if, you're um, sick, if you're sick, stay home. If you're sick, you shouldn't be going. Like that's right. just standard. Um, but you know, I'm talking about for the healthy, you know, population. Um, yeah, it's, it, I, 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 I agree. It, that's, that's part of the frustrating, I guess, battle there is, um, you know, with, with health and fitness and, um, realizing it, it's importance and it, it just should be, you know, spoken about a lot more, but, um, I, I just don't know why. And if not now, like now should be a time more than ever. Yeah. And if not now, when, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's yeah. like the world is in turmoil and we're not talking about health right now. Yeah. That's just, it's, oh, that, that, yeah, that was it. Sorry. That was one thing I remember during the COVID, like during the time we were shut down, what I couldn't understand was that um, a necessity, sorry, a basic, uh, basic essential, essential place to be open um, over a gym. Um, I may have got the terminology um, incorrect, but, a place that was more essential than a gym opening was a bottle shop. <laughs> yep. Isn't that wild? Yeah. And the increase in people drinking was something like 65% because people were working from home. So instead of having, you know, not, not, um, not, you know, waiting till knockoffs to drink. Right. Like, or catch up with their friends, they'd be having a drink or two through the day. So, the, yeah, the increase in alcohol consumption 
like increased a lot over that period. Yeah, yeah, I know a lot of people get bored and that's the one thing that they reach to, you know, and it's, it's just, it's so yeah. simple just to be like, and that's what we're going to do today and tomorrow and the next day, you know, and that's one of the exactly. things that's like, if, if there was a little bit of education out there saying, you know what, if you're having two to three drinks a day for seven days during quarantine, it's yeah. like, you're really lowering your immune system to the point of where you may be, yeah. you may get yourself sick. And none yeah, of that, exactly. none of that was out there. None of that was out there. You know, it, was, it should have been like, you need to stay home and you need to do these yeah. things to strengthen your system. Period. Oh, exactly. I do just these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. And I think yeah. that's the, I think that's one of the major, you know, things that is still never talked about. And it's so scary, man. It's just like, like, like we were saying, it's like, if not now, when? And I feel yeah. like when this all gets blown over, it's going to be like, well, back to square one again. Let's start educating yeah. again because no one really yeah. gave a shit during quarantine. So why would they give a shit after quarantine? And that's a scary thing. It is, isn't it? It's really, really scary. You know, um, it is, it's been proven that a healthy immune system is the best defense um, in terms of, you know, even when you can track the virus. Um, I know that it does infect, infect the lungs, but, you know, why is there not a lot of um, education? And it needs to be education that needs to come from, like, the government. You know, why is there not ex education about this? Why is this not an extremely important topic that is is talked about you know we hear on the news we hear you know why isn't there more advertising when you walk into the doctor's surgery or whatever it might be like this is what you need to do like health professionals while they are busy and i think there's it it, it should be you know an overflow influx at the moment right 100 percent. do you guys do nutrition through your crossfit box as well as fitness or programming for people that want it um, yeah, we, like we do, we do offer some, um, like some nutrition. We've got a couple of people that work for us that, that we send, sent where, where we send them to. And then we just run some challenges from time to time. Yeah. We're actually awesome. got one running at the moment. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. I think that's something that, um, is missed in a lot of gyms is actually nutrition. Correct. Correct. Mm. Nutrition. I think yes. is a, to correct that really quick. Yeah. The correct nutrition. I think a lot of people are still stuck in the ways of, you know, the bodybuilder style diet and all those things they really don't mm. understand, especially in CrossFit, how, you know, the people that were once scared of carbohydrates for a CrossFit yes. class are now loving carbs yes. because they, they understand that CrossFit <laughs> is a CrossFit is a glycolytic sport. And I think that's yes. the one the one thing that people are like, Oh yeah, really? It's fuel. Oh yeah, I can eat those. And I think that's the beautiful part of also a CrossFit box is like yes. you break down that stigma of the things that mm. you thought were bad for your body. You can actually yes. eat you know, a little bit more at certain times to fuel yeah. your body for your CrossFit. I think that is one thing. I remember when I first started CrossFit, paleo was the biggest thing in the world. The biggest oh, thing. No. The big, oh my God. I should, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to send you a picture when this is over. I, it just yeah. came up on my, my time hop today. It just came up. I sent it to my buddy. My buddy goes, is that you? And I go, yeah, that's me. He's like, how much do you weigh in that picture? I'm like, I think like 178. I'm 212 pounds right now. Yeah. So you can imagine what the picture was. And it was, I remember yeah. like clean, wow. cleaning, like squat cleaning, like 185 wasn't happening. That's how, yeah. that's how weak I was because mm. all I was doing is eating sweet potatoes, broccoli, vegetables, and chicken. 
you know, <laughs> four times a day, probably only eating about a thousand calories. Not, not, and I had no idea what, oh, no. but you know what I'm saying? I had back in that yeah. day, that's all it was in like 2007, yeah. eight, nine was just like paleo, everything, no carbs, yes. no, like no heavy starch. Yes, I remember. I, now I, it's like I did totally. try a little bit of paleo and it didn't work for me. I was like, uh-uh, this is not working for me. Oh, especially at yeah. your level. There's no way. There's, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's no way, you know? And, yeah. and then I remember, <laughs> and that's kind of how I got into the nutrition was Jason Phillips. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with Jason yeah. Phillips. Like, he just flipped it all on top of its head and he was like, paleo's wrong, CrossFit's wrong, yeah. and I'm right. Yeah. And I was like, who is this man? I need yeah. to know more about this <laughs> Yeah, no, I agree. I, I think that is, and I, agree, I think there is like, yeah, just that misconception about, you know, carbohydrates too. And I have to, you know, from someone like, yeah, I just, personally, I couldn't do paleo. It didn't work for me. Um yeah, it may work for some people, but it just, it wasn't right for me. Yeah. Do you remember the amount of calories or macros you were eating when you were a professional athlete? Do you remember that at <laughs> all? Like, were you eating like 400 carbs a day or where were you at? Do you remember? Uh, over, yeah, over 3,000, like definitely. Oh, like, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, like as in calories, like, yeah, a lot. Yeah. It was just get the fuel in. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to put yeah. that in, just to put that into perspective, community. Oh, I, yeah. I said I was two hundred and twelve pounds. I'm almost six foot tall, and I eat just under three thousand calories. Yeah. And <laughs> Danae, Danae and I are, I think, the same age, and she's a lot smaller than who I am. And I think, yeah, what do you, what do you, yeah, <laughs> see, four centimeters, yeah. So just to put that in perspective, you have like Danae as this small, wonderful little mouse of a woman eating 3,000 calories. Like, that's as much as I eat. That's my maintenance, people. That's my maintenance right now. You know, like, I can't even imagine that. At some days, I feel like it's hard to eat just my maintenance calories for 3,000, let alone. Yeah, no, no, no. It was like the full, like, as in, oh, and then I had to wait and wait and wait, wait. I'll just try and shove a little bit more food in. Just try and get it in. Yeah. Like falling asleep yeah. on your last meal of the day, just sleeping through it. Like, I can Well, yeah, I had to, I had to wait, like, just before my last meal. And then I'd, I'd have to make a, a massive pancake, protein pancake, just to fill me up. Because the thing was, is that my body was metabolizing so fast that right. it didn't matter how much I ate through the night, I would wake up starving. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. yeah. That's like first world problems right there. I don't even feel sorry for you. <laughs> no, you... No, nobody wa- Do you know what? Nobody wants to hear that. Nobody no, wants no. To hear I don't that feel sorry for you. You nobody did it for you. You did it to oh, yourself. I'm so sorry. I feel sorry for you, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Danae. Danae. <laughs> <laughs> or you're eating 6,000 calories as a professional Oh, athlete. God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you poor thing. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, boo-hoo. You had to eat a lot of food and train every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome, though. That's awesome. Yeah. And, I, 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 and that's just the one thing where it's, you know, even today people will see the biggest change in their, in their body if they just eat the correct amount of food mm-hmm. and work out. And a lot of people are so, they're so hung up on aesthetics and that, and that killer six pack and, and, you know, yeah. you know, big arms and big chest and just being able to clean a lot of weight. And it's like, mm-hmm. you can't get there without the nutrition, man. And if you just put a little bit of yeah. time and effort in like maintenance level for everyone would do you so such a good thing. It would be the, yeah. the best thing if everyone just found their maintenance, ate to your maintenance yeah. and stopped eating in a deficit for years on right. end and you and I know what happens that's yeah. adrenal fatigue that's that's hormone you know malfunction and all that hormone stuff balances oh and you don't yeah. want to get there you do not yeah. want to get to the hormone no. stage because it is yeah. detrimental I've seen it I've seen yeah. I think I had a little bit of that at the end of my CrossFit career 
I was yeah. overworked, underfed and overtraining. Yeah. And um, yeah. I was like, that's enough for me. And that's when I pulled the plug. I'll have to send yeah. you that picture as well. I just looked like this bloated ape, like a circle. Yeah. And it was just like, yeah. I think I couldn't sleep. You know, yeah. I, was ha- I was having problems, you know, I was having problems. It was, it's just, it yeah. happens. You don't understand when it happens because you have that mentality yeah. of like train, 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 you know, I need yeah. to train harder. But I think people yeah. still go through that today. It's like, you just don't know how good you can feel mm. until you try to feel that good. And I think if people would just eat a little bit more food, yeah. and it's funny, yeah. it's funny. I'm not telling you to, to eat less food, people. Like the yes. one person that's not going to tell you less yeah. food. I want, I want to see people eat more food and more of the oh, better food. Absolutely. You yeah. know, you feel the same yeah. way. I do. I feel the same way. And then I look at like, there are a lot of, um, like here in Australia, we have a lot of, you know, um, I'm not going to name names, but there's like bikini body challenges right. and bits and pieces. And they're putting, you know, females on 1,600, 1,800 calories a day. And it's like, they can't, your brain needs to function. What are you doing to your body? Um, and it's just this misinformed education right. about, yeah. And it's, it's, real, it's actually scary. It's really scary. And um, I think the other thing is like people don't, you don't know what you don't know. Mm. So... Yeah, I, I think that there is, you don't know how good you can feel right. um, if you just put that little bit of time and effort or you just seek the help or guidance that you need to be able to put you on the right path. Yeah, that's a huge thing. I just had that conversation with my friend Justin the other day and mm. it's like people are walking around, you know, with inflamed, you know, inflamed guts thinking that, mm. that, thinking that going to the bathroom a dozen times a day is normal and yeah. not being able to sleep through the night is normal. And I think yeah. this nastiness, the shit feeling that we're trying to tell ourselves that is normal, is yeah. we actually think that's how it is. And yeah. it takes a lot to tell us. And that's why we're having, you know, that's why I butt heads a lot with um, mm. clients and stuff. It's like, that's not how it should be. And they're like, no, yeah. that's how it's, but that's how everybody is. And I'm like, you're right. Mm-hmm. That is how everybody is. And yeah. everybody should not be feeling that way. There's no yeah. reason why yeah. your gut should be inflamed every time you eat one meal. It's just not how it yeah. should happen. And you shouldn't, yeah. have, you shouldn't be tired after you eat. These are all, yeah. tell, these are all telltale signs of something is wrong, right. massively wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, I agree, I agree. But unfortunately, people just don't understand. I, I, like, I don't, uh, I don't know, I like, yeah, I, I think the best way to put it is you don't know what you don't know. You don't know how good you can actually feel. Right until you put that time and effort into it. And it doesn't even have to be that much time. It doesn't even have to be that much effort. It really doesn't. It can be simple and it can be easy, but it's, it's seeking out the right people. And it's like, you know, it's like going to hairdressers. It's like going to any other practitioner. You have to seek out the ones who have the background and the knowledge, you know, and sometimes you do get what you pay for. So it's, it's, it is, it's exactly the same kind of scenario of that, you know, yes, there's, you know, yes, there's good hairdressers and yes, there's bad hairdressers. I think that's kind of probably the easiest analogy that I can put it towards, but um, you have to seek out the professionals with the background of knowledge and information. Yeah. And it's like, if you're spending all this time to, you know, find a good mechanic or find a good hairdresser or find a good barber, why aren't you taking the time to actually, you know, get educated or find someone that can help you that way. Why, why are those petty things that mm. mean, that mean nothing in your life? They mean absolutely zero. They have zero, they have zero ROI 
at all. Yeah. And then yeah. you're, you're not even putting 1% into your search to become a better person. And I yeah. think there's a lot of people out there. And it's funny because I was talking to um, your, I don't know if she's your man, uh, cat. Uh, yeah, Kate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was, she was like, and I was, t- I was talking to her about how the podcast was because she was asking me. And I said, you know what? It's just, it's all about becoming 1% better. And she hit yeah. me back. She was like, I'm so happy because that's all Danae is all about as well. And, I, and, and it's, one of the, it's one of those things that's like, and you said it doesn't take much and it does not take much. It takes yeah. 1% to be better today than you were yesterday. That's not, yes. that's asking nothing. That's asking yeah. nothing. And if you yeah. can't, if you can't do that, it comes down to why don't you respect yourself enough to become 1%. Now it's a different, now it's a different topic. Now it's a different conversation because if you can't respect yourself to yeah. be 1% better, I mean, what are you really doing in this thing called life? Well, I've been having it. It's actually interesting that you bring bring that up, Anthony, because I've I've been having this uh, kind of like doing a little bit of research and a bit of reflection around that. And something, you know, obviously there's more research and more that I need to do into it. But currently, my belief or view towards that is potentially sometimes it may be a bit about self worth. And it also may may be a bit about um, uh, gosh, what's the what's the word from it? Um, it's just escaped my mind. But there's a like a destructive behaviour that you um, it's almost like a yeah, you're being destructive to yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, there is actually a word for it. It's totally escaped me. I'm going to think of it later after I jump off the podcast. But yeah, yeah, I, I, that's kind of I, I think. I'm almost, I'm almost thinking that that is maybe what it all comes around to is that, you know, we don't value ourselves enough or respect and love ourselves enough mm. to be able to, you know, um, put that, that time and effort into supporting and fueling, like, you know, it's like a car, right? right. You put the right fuel in and away you go. So I, I almost, I'm almost feeling that it's around something like a, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, um, I, I always say that too. It's, um, you know, you can either try to build a beautiful, wonderful rock solid foundation and take the right time to do that. Or you can yeah. h- hurry the process up and tr- start building your foundation on sand with sticks. And yeah. you, as, as you may get your house up faster than me, because I'm taking time to lay a very well foundation. That's going to take me a long time. You may be on the second or third floor building your house with a sand mm-hmm. bottom. What's yeah. really going to happen here in the future. And it goes back to loving oneself. It's having yeah. the self-worth to understand that this thing called life is a long time. And if you look at it as like 30 days at a time, you're not going to get anywhere or nothing gets yeah. done in 30 days. I mean, there's zero that can get done in 30 days. And if you start, you know, you have to love the person that's looking back at you in the mirror. That reflection means everything. And if you can't love oneself, it's just, you're not going to go anywhere. I think that, that to me is what I preach all the time is loving oneself is the foundation to anything is the foundation to life. And if you, you have to start there, you can't go here and start up here when the foundation is cracked or the foundation is being built on a, on a, on a soft sandy surface. It's just not going to happen that way. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I I agree. I think um, I've always grown up with, like, even with my brothers surrounding surrounding me and, um, I guess, you know, watching them. And it's just really treating your body like a temple. Mm. 
and you know looking after it um yeah so i feel that we those kind of self-worth those values um sabotaging self-sabotaging yeah, self-sabotage yeah it's it's almost those those are the things that perhaps maybe need to be cleared up or understood why we're not doing what we need to do for our body mm. yeah it's, it's, it's at, at the end of the day it's asking yourself those hard questions and i think um mm. they're very hard questions to ask and they're even harder yeah. questions to answer and i think I think we have to start there with everything, everything that we do. And, and I think self-sabotage does come, does, it goes, it, it correlates with not even loving yourself and not being able to mm. go be, be leaving in yourself as well. And that is it. You'd rather, it's easier to self-sabotage. It's 100% yeah. easier to blow off Friday and Saturday and Sunday of every single week, month yeah. and year than it is to actually commit to something to the weekend or not go anywhere on the weekends or, or not give in to the family member or the loved one or the, yeah. you know, the, the, the boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever you, whatever yeah. have you to go out, you know, no, I told my friend today too. No is a very fucking powerful word. No is a very powerful world. And we don't say no enough. I think we're very huge on people pleasing and we don't want to let people down. But at the end of the day, that's like the story that we're telling ourselves, right? Yes. This yes. person, this person may care for one second that you let them down, but you're not letting them down. You're taking control of your own fucking life. That is that, and that is more important because that person has no skin in your game. And I think we get that we get that we get that mixed up a lot, right? We think everyone else has skin in the game for our game. No one does. No, Joe, Larry, and Sue don't give a shit about you if you fail. They don't. You care, and you should care. But through that failing or through that that little bit of you know, that thought of not being able to do something, mm. learn from that, flip it mm. on its, flip it on its head and learn from it. Cause yeah. even when we lose, we win. That's how you have to look at yes. it. Yeah. I, I love that quote. Yeah. I, I, I agree. Like even when we lose, we do win. We just learn and we grow and, and it is part of life. And I think it's a part of life. And I think that um, sometimes we forget that we're human beings and that we're allowed to make mistakes and we get caught up with, oh, you know, I made a mistake or something went wrong. And, and that's okay. That's okay. Yeah, we're allowed to. We're human, human beings. Yeah, yeah we're, and, and, um, and I love it because I want to digress a little bit to what you said yeah. earlier was, you know, you, you weren't perfect as, as well when you were, um, you know, obviously not perfect as, as humans, yeah. but when you're a professional athlete, you admitted to, you know, you probably weren't getting yeah. enough sleep. You probably weren't eating correctly. Like, now think yeah. about that community really quick. Like that's coming from a professional athlete and that's what you wanted to do. And you still weren't accomplishing those things, but you admitted it and you knew you were doing it. It's just, you had to push forward. And it's one of those things where you have to take a step back, you know, kind of like take those licks on the chin and wipe off the, you know, the bloody lip. Yeah. Like, I got it. I did it. You know, I got it. Yeah. So Yeah, I did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think, I think you are right. Though. We, we hold ourselves in such high regard and we we're so scared to fail and not just scared to yeah. fail. We're scared to fail other people. And I think that's mm. our, that's our biggest downfall. Yes. Yes. Yeah, we are. I, I, um, where, you know, failure is just a part of life, like in terms of, and like you said before, we don't, we don't actually fail. We learn, we grow, um, we can adapt and overcome from it. 
And uh, you know, on that, um, you're talking about like 1% better, you know, James Clear has a, he's one of the, one of my favorite people who I love to follow and he's about habit formation. Mm. And uh, he has this amazing article on, you know, getting 1% better every day and how that adds up to a year and a lifetime. And the thing is that, you know, not every day is going to be a winner. It's not, you know, like, yeah, not every day is great. Not every day is fantastic. But, you know, it is definitely about getting back on the horse, building that resilience and trying to get as much consistency uh, as you can in. And knowing that it's okay. Oh, 100%. And consistency is king. And I think that's, is that a, what book is that? Is that Atomic Habits? Yes. 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 Yeah, 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 really good. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to link that down in the show notes too because I believe everyone in this community needs to read that book and I definitely have not read that book too. I was on, um, I had a friend out of mine, Chase Tuning. He said the exact same thing. He like had the book. He pulled it out right there and he's like, this, yeah. is, the, this is the book. This is yeah, the one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't have it here in my office, but I would like if I was right, yeah. I was like, yeah, there it is. Yeah, yeah I can't yeah. wait to dive into that book because I know everyone talks about that and like mm. if you are, have that, that mindset of becoming 1% better. Like this is the book to read, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I haven't read it yet. And I can't wait to read it. Cause yeah. you're like the 15th person who's told me like, you oh, haven't, there you, you haven't. <laughs> you know? There you go. There you go. You know? must be, must be meant to be. So <laughs> yeah, no, no, very good. Like, and I think for a lot of people, it's about building those habits um, because sometimes we can rely, like we think we need to rely on motivation, mm. but motivation comes and goes. It's, it's really unreliable and we can't, we just can't rely on it. So uh, about creating those daily habits and those daily routines. And I think being a little bit kind on yourself as well. Oh, you have to be, you have to be, but action will always result. Action will always push to results. Results, yes. will, results will go to motivation right back to, yeah. right back to action again. You can, I just, I was just talking to one of my clients today and he yeah. kept saying, well, when I do this and when I do that, and I just listened, I listened and I stopped and I said, how about we change everything you just said? and mm. make them actionable items and you're going to start tomorrow. Yeah. And I'm like, now say all that again with I will and when I will. And he changed it all and he was like, holy shit. I'm like, big difference. Now, yeah. go after, now go get it, you know? And that's just one of those things. Like we tell ourselves, ah, oh, tomorrow, ah, Monday, I'll start New Year's. I'm going to, ugh, come on, just start yeah. now and just get it going. Because if you don't start now, you're just going to waste time anyway. So yeah. if you start today, you're going to, you're just gaining ground on what you really want to do in life. I agree. I agree. There's never, never really, a, that's what I find myself saying a lot of the time to, you know, people and clients is that there is never a right time to no. start. If you're waiting for the right time, there's always going to be something that's going to happen. And yeah, it's about adapting and overcome, like being, having it, being able to adapt and overcome. 100%. Well, we're coming up to the top of the hour. I want to say, Danae, thank you so much for coming on. Where can everybody find you at on social media? If anyone wants to shoot you a DM, if they have any questions or where can they find you at? Um, I'm on Instagram, just under Danae Brown. So D-E-N-A-E Brown. Uh, you can find me there and on Facebook, uh, just under my name as well. Uh, that's probably the best place to find me on social media. I think I've got my um, emails and bits and pieces. But yeah, do you, uh, Instagram. I'm better on Instagram than I am on Facebook. Just to, just as a heads up, <laughs> things get lost. Yeah. yeah, no doubt for yeah. sure. I can I can definitely attest to um, community. Danae's uh, Instagram is wonderfully awesome. 
it's nothing but positivity and love and happiness every single day. And everything of HWPO hard work pays off is definitely ingrained in this woman's DNA. I can tell you that right now. So Danae, thank you so, so much for coming on. I really do appreciate your time and your energy that you gave us. And I know you can't get that time back. So that means so much to me and it means so much to the community. Um, keep shining, please keep shining, keep doing you and keep being that wonderful person that you are. Oh, thank you so much, Anthony. Like, I, I really, really appreciate you reaching out and um, us being able to connect because, yeah, I think like we said before, a lot of what you talk, talk about, I really resonate with. So thank you very much. Thank you so much that I received that very well. Thank you. That means the world to me that um, we can share something like that from all the way across the world, which is amazing to me. So yeah. <laughs> thank you so much. And community, thank you so much. Without you, this podcast wouldn't be possible. Without you, I probably would not be here. And without you, um, I would not be able to be a coach. So thank you guys so much. Peace and love. Danae, have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day and week, hon. Excellent. Thank you. There you have it, community. Another amazing episode with another amazing human being. If you'd like to follow along with Danae Brown's journey, all the sh in the show notes, her links to her Instagram and Facebook are below. Go ahead and click on those. Give her a follow on both of those pages. And you guys also go to the podcast and please hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on any one of the episodes that I drop so you kind of get dinged and you don't miss out on anything. Also, do me a humongous favor, another humongous favor, head on over to my YouTube channel. The link is below. Click on that link. Hit subscribe to that YouTube channel. It really helps me grow through the ranks and to get noticed. And also to put the good word out there that it is possible for everyone and anyone at any time of the day to become that 1% better. And here on the Everyday Growth Podcast and on the YouTube channel, that is all I'm trying to show each and every person, especially on my YouTube channel vlogs where you get to see a little behind-the-scenes footage of how how I run my life and my coaching business and what I do pretty much on, on a weekly and a daily basis. And it's a lot of fun tips and tricks with a lot of food prep ideas. And I actually have a couple recipes that I talk the way through it that you guys can actually scan the recipes and or copy and paste the recipes is what I meant to say. And you can use those for yourself. All the ingredients, there's a huge ingredients list that you can get. Most of the stuff you probably have sitting around your house in your cabinets. All you have to do is go out and get the proteins and probably the vegetables and stuff. Other than that, guys, please hit subscribe on the YouTube. Please hit subscribe on this podcast. It would mean the world to me. And go ahead and follow Danae on Instagram and Facebook. Like I said, all of these things are linked down below in the show notes along with a coaching application for myself. If you guys have ever wanted to get involved in any type of fitness, nutrition, and mindset coaching, trust me, when you put skin in the game, wonderful, wonderful things do happen. And the link to the podcast and the link to the, the YouTube is in there as well. Obviously, the link to the podcast is there because that's what you guys are listening to now. But please go ahead and subscribe to all those. And you guys, until next time, I love each and every one of you so much. If there's something that you guys have any questions on, you guys want to hear something, a, a certain topic to be talked about, leave that in the show notes below. Leave it in the comments. Head on over to Instagram at EverydayAnthonyJ. Shoot me a DM and we can chat about it. Hell, we, we can rap about it. It's not really that big of a deal. If you'd like to hear a specific topic, Go ahead, drop it, and we'll see what we can do because after all, this community is built by you guys, and I love each and every one of you guys. Until next time, peace and love.